Good afternoon, I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel sucks. I'm Cade Weiberg, and Noah doesn't. Also, Marvel does not suck. Case in point, we have Spider-Man Homecoming, the very first in a long line of Spider-Man films to actually be good. Unless he dies in Infinity War. <laughs> that would be so tragic. Yeah. Um, the perfect move. It's been quite a day. I have such exciting news regarding Thor Ragnarok. Mm, what's that? That I have been holding on to all day. Uh, so the reviews are in. They showed the, fir the first... Uh, audience the film yeah and it's just a whole bunch of critics and all they can do right now is tweet but mm. i'd like you to hear what they have to say i think you're going to be genuinely i mean i'm already excited i know it. but i think this is going to escalate that and oh. each tweet like they have them ranked there's like 10 and each one it gets better mm. down the line okay hashtag thor ragnarok was an absolute blast hysterical and seriously kick ass also taika watiti is a riot yeah so well, he is Thor Ragnarok is just plain fun. It's hilarious from start to finish with quirky performances and exciting action. Tessa Thompson is the MVP, who's the new girl sidekick. Hmm. Uh, loved Thor Ragnarok at Taika Waititi. Did an awesome job. Movie is loaded with his trademark humor. Laughed beginning to end. Oh, I love his sense of humor. I can't, but can you imagine it crossing over with a Marvel film? Yeah, I, I mean, they, have they tried to do a funny Marvel film yet? Guardians. <laughs> no, I'm just making fun. They always try to be funny. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, but they are. All of them are. And they're not all way. of them. All of them pretty much hit the mark. Uh, no. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok has a few surprises I didn't know about. One of them is amazing, all in caps, and possibly the funniest scene in any Marvel movie ever. I mean, I absolutely believe it because the director. <laughs> Thor Ragnarok is hilarious and weird and offbeat and retro and sublime. Love how Marvel let Taika Waititi make a movie that is Waititi-ish as hell. Hmm. Uh, oh. good it seems like they're finally understanding that you need to get out of the, the way of the creators. Yeah. Well, I mean, some people... At this, point, at this point in their run, let the creatives... Because they've already told the arc and really anything post-Infinity War or post-Avengers 4 is sort of just... Better? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> what they're going to do, they're trying to tell a story arc involving yeah. the Infinity Stones and all that, and yeah. you need some creative control to tell this 10-year story. Mm -hmm. So you can't let the directors, like, think of what Edgar Wright, he probably would have, I mean, that movie doesn't really have much it to do been with fine. the Infinity Stones. It would have been fine. The, the movie, <laughs> early movies suffer for that decision, though. Um, like the, not all of them. Most of them. Ah. The majority. Well, they also had to establish, like, this universe. See, what's crazy to me, though, is that I feel like you're shitting on DC for doing what Marvel was doing then. Like, they're going yes, through that Yes, because they're doing now. it ten years later. I See, it's just... You're just older. It's the same, yes, but I have more experience. It's the same reason that I... Because in, in middle school, Batman yeah. vs. Superman would have been my favorite movie. Not a doubt in my mind. I now that I have superhero experience under my belt, yeah. and I've seen several other superhero movies, it doesn't work. I just can't wait to listen to Corden and Jade's podcast <laughs> ten years from now. Are those our children? No. <laughs> that we have together? <laughs> no, no, they're just incidentally, it's like... 
two other kids who are just 10 years younger than us who also have a part. Named podcast. Corden and Jade. Yeah. I don't know a lot of Cordons. I don't know a lot of Jades. <laughs> I guess it's two girls, probably. Oh. Yeah. And then... Do uh, you think we'll fall in love? There, there's this... You think they'd come on our marriage podcast? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think they'll have a podcast called DC Sucks vs. No, It Doesn't. Do you think it's going to switch and sort of Jade's going to be the cynic? And then Corden will be the the sure. The I mean, it's, it's a mix, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll come back to this. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is glorious in Thor Ragnarok, but didn't expect anything less. I mean, look at this man. Jeff Goldblum gets to be Jeff Goldblum in Thor Ragnarok in a way that will very much please Goldblum Goldblum fans the world over. Huh. But Thor Ragnarok is the best Thor movie. Oh, this is the worst. Well, that's easy. This is the worst <laughs> review I read. Best Thor movie, but still, it's really good, not awesome. Huh. Hemsworth, Hulk, and Tessa, all great, though, and Goldblum, exclamation point. Huh. Uh, by the way, Thor Ragnarok is solid MCU fun, great music, Blanchett is awesome, looks feels like an 80s video game. Hmm. Um, Thor Ragnarok is so much fun, I almost can't take it. The best Thor movie, Kate Blanchett, scene-stealing, Jeff Goldblum, Goldblooming. Um, there, it's more or less the same, but I'm trying to find, there were a couple that seemed to stand out. Uh, definitely the best Thor film, loved Mark, Mark Motherbaugh's score. Hmm. I, one of these says that it's the best MCU soundtrack, which wow. seems, that can't be right, because of Guardians. Um, Hulk is once again the scene stealer, and a lot is that he can finally talk. Great to see him back to the, uh, big screen. Um, Ragnarok is magnificent, adds so much humor, and goes perfect with the action. Tessa Thompson is badass. Mark Ruffalo is incredible. So basically, there's like 20 more of these. There's They added more, apparently, since I first read it mm-hmm. at lunch. Really funny. Taika Waititi is actually gets some creative control, and Jeff Goldblum is a star. A breakout MCU character. I have. I'm just so curious about what this movie is going to be like because I feel, still feel like we don't really know from the trailer. Yeah. No, I'm excited. We're gonna go in looks good. theaters. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited because also we're kind of back after months of not well one month of not yeah. talking about Marvel films, and we yeah. finally have one for you today, gang. Well, a fresh one. Spider-Man: Homecoming. I mean, not that fresh. <laughs> it's yeah. It's a few months old. The, um. Wow. We're so close to Thor Ragnarok. Back to Thor Ragnarok, real mm. quick. Just like November third, well, November third. <clears throat> so you you and you mentioned in the previous podcast that you and your family had arson related yeah, things business. to take care of mm-hmm. in Kentucky. Yeah, uh, is that still happening? Tennessee, Tennessee. Yeah. Sorry, uh, yes. poor man's Kentucky. It is. Okay, it is so immovable plans. <laughs> I will definitely be seeing Thor Ragnarok night of. Yeah. I will probably see it again based on these reviews. Or I can just give you the movie pass. Yeah. Just, you know, or we can go together, we can go separate, because it sounds like I'd be okay with seeing it. We talked earlier. Well, uh, there's a chance I could see it while I'm down there, because I'll be traveling with, like, my family. Who all love Marvel films. Well, my sister and her husband definitely do. Okay. They're they're two of our three million. (laughs) (laughs) Such that they're not even one percent. Oh, man. Um, Also, touching back on last week... Big Mouth. Yeah. Hilarious. You yeah. undersold it. I don't think I did. Oh, man. <laughs> Is that a funny show? Yeah, I enjoy it. I loved it. We did talk a bit over I, the weekend. We it, It's basically how we both feel about American Dad. 
I think is roughly how we feel about this. Probably. Like I the, do the, love gap, American the gap Dad. between our opinions on American what Dad. What do you feel about American Dad? I think it's like a three out of five. Like it's like I like it, but I don't love it. I'd give even well the earlier stuff I'd give like four and a half and yeah. then probably later. There's a lot of filler in American Dad, especially now that it's on TBS. Like the yeah. first season on TBS was fine, but anything after just seems like hmm. it's sort of like the Simpsons. Now anyone can write it. Yeah. And that's kind of frustrating. But I really do love the idea of the earlier stuff, like the episode, our favorite episode, where they smoke weed for the first time, or mm-hmm. Stan and Roger get hot. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, the cat, why is there a leopard on the Cheetos bag? Yeah. <laughs> so many quotable moments. That and the one where... Um, I, I mean, that my standout moment from that episode is Night Ranger, for sure. <laughs> where they're listening to Night yeah. Ranger. That is a great scene. Yeah. That, uh, the other episode that I showed you that you seem to enjoy was Patrick Stewart, Stan's boss, sleeps with Stan's daughter. Yeah. And hilarity ensues. He tries to kill his daughter's boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, what an episode. Do you think Patrick Stewart was better than that or Mastermind? Oh, God. The 1990... Did Seth mention that on the podcast? No, I don't think so. I think he... Maybe he did. He did. He brought it up. Yeah, we watched a lot of Mastermind. We watched Mastermind terrible. No. Oh, it was so... But we didn't even finish it. Only because you were whining. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> Would you well, it was, it? it was dampered by the fact that you were whining through it. <laughs> were, you, were you enjoying it? Yeah, I would have finished you, it. But you were just like ambivalent. You're yeah. just like, this is happening. I have no strong opinions. No, no, I was enjoying way. it for the... Well, the first 20 minutes is fun because you get to see a bad movie. Then you realize, oh, there's four times this much bad movie. I mean, I've had. sat through more bad movies than you have, I guess. <laughs> well, you've sat through more bad movies that you considered <laughs> Good. <laughs> I've said there more bad movies that I considered bad. <laughs> uh, agree to disagree. Um, yeah, that movie was not that great. We watched Simpsons and Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Um, okay, episode of Saturday Night yeah, Live. Yeah, not the best. I think also... Who was the host so we can put it in context? For fucking Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot, yeah. <laughs> Wonder <laughs> Woman... Gal Gadot. Herself. Yeah. And she's fine. She was a great actor. Yeah. Um... A great actress, but uh, it's of no fault of her own. SNL's writing is sort of it's how it is. Lackluster, I think. Every... Uh, lackluster, I don't think it's fair. I think they're putting on ninety minutes a week. It's not all going to be gold. They're the Christoph Waltz episode that we watched in college. That's, every skit. That's, that's the standard. No, that's not the standard. It should. Be. That's the stars line. How can you possibly expect <laughs> that to be the standard? Because I like, see it once. I want it again. That's like your standard for basketball players would be like all <laughs> half court shots. I mean, through the net. That's what I would be aspiring to. And I feel like yes. if I didn't get that, I would be a little let down. So if you went to a basketball game, that wasn't happening. I would be like, this isn't as good as the best so, game that I've been to. So if you went to a football game, you want all Hail Marys. All Hail Mary touchdowns. <laughs> and by the opposing team, all interceptions. <laughs> that is what I expect. No wonder you're always disappointed with these un- ridiculous standards. I love Marvel films. Because yeah, you, for some reason, have very low standards <laughs> for Marvel films. I don't think so. I think so. Um... <laughs> Oh, it was also mentioned, Iron Fist will be in Luke Cage Season 2. That's exciting stuff. Mm. Definitely a lot less exciting than Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Uh, You still have... Is that going to be next week's episode? Are we going to talk about Jessica Jones and Luke Cage? Or do you think Seth is going to actually watch Fan 4 stick with us? I don't know. Well, it's it's got to be one of those two. Too early to tell. That's the material we got on the docket. 
um, uh, for upcoming stuff. Yeah. And you got this whole episode to decide so we can tell the fans what to look forward to. Nah, we'll keep them guessing. When they're scrolling through the list of, you know, yeah. um, all, of the, all of the episodes, three years from now, when we get nine million. Yeah. Well, you know, when it escalates. Hopefully. It's so weird, three million, like, you gotta imagine that some of those are a foreign audience who don't speak English. Oh, yeah. That, and they just like our voices that much? Why? Why? I don't know. They our voices. I've heard sound kind of similar from some people. Yes. So maybe they just like the, that. the idea of two people sounding the same. Yeah, in a just, different language. They're so impressed by that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that? Well, I mean, if I don't understand a language, I think that two people more or less sound the same if they're conversing. It definitely the difference between our two voices is probably lost. Yes. While listening to it as both foreign speakers, yeah. Mm. So yeah. that novelty just doesn't. No, no, the novelty's even better. It's like, wow, these guys are definitely, okay. it's definitely one voice. Oh, how How million. is he talking over himself like that? <laughs> Constantly. They might think it's a podcast of one guy. They might. What do they think about the guest episodes? Just impressions? No, that's just like me. I actually have like one guest. Oh, okay. And then it's, I'm talking over myself and they're also <laughs> talking to me. Marvel sucks. Noted schizophrenic. The <laughs> yeah, podcast. Exactly. <laughs> Um, Justice League trailer dropped yesterday. Yeah, I actually watched it. What'd you think? I was just like, Wonder what Woman. is this gonna be? Cause we're gonna, Kate's gonna fucking talk about this tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> might as well watch it. Well, I was just like, I don't give a shit about watching this, so I might as well look it at it. It was definitely better than the first one. I thought it looked like garbage. Still? I thought it looked Did like Did you see straight. the first one? No. Oh, that was bad. This looks like it's got a hint of Joss Whedon trying to fix it. It, so, to me, it just looked like straight garbage. Like, <laughs> all the way through, I was not impressed. I don't want to see this movie. Did you watch the Wonder Woman trailer? No. Okay. Because I kind of had a Did similar... Did it look just as bad? It looked similar. That All their trailers are kind of the same. Just gritty, dark-looking... That vibe. Yeah. But this is definitely... Looks more... I, the Aquaman scene was so dumb. I really yeah. hate how they're turning him into like this badass... When I just every time I think of Aquaman, I think Seaman from South Park. To me, he just seems like a like they're setting him up like a bro, like he's oh, a yeah. surfer dude. Absolutely, the frat yeah. dude's favorite character in this film will be Aquaman. Yeah, a surfer dude, and then he's just like in the air constantly. What are what are we gonna see that him do that relates to the sea? In all of the scenes in the trailer, he's like not in the sea. He's swimming once. Yeah. And they push back, like, Cyborg and all these other movies at least two years. I think Aquaman's still coming out on time. Could. It, but they're straying away from the shared universe because Marvel's say, doing it so well. Surely Aquaman isn't even the most powerful hero in water. Probably. Like, like Superman could kill him in water. I think Superman kind of, uh, his whole thing is that he can beat everyone. Because yeah. he tries to outrun the Flash in an but episode. But could, could Batman beat Aquaman on his own turf? Mm, yes, because I think Batman is. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Batman Flash bullshit. could probably outrun him underwater. Yeah. Well, all of the, you brought this up. All of the DC characters are like gods. Yeah. Their powers are just being gods. Yeah. Whereas Ant Man, you're not much of a god. You have godlike qualities, but you're not omniscient. Yeah. There are several things you cannot do. Whereas yeah. Batman can basically do everything. Yeah. Which I I think they could make compelling still. Mm-hmm. 
I think you could use those characters to do interesting things. I just don't think they have. And I thought also thought the Flash looked irritating. Oh, I look kind of like him. Really? They're trying to make him young and fun and yeah, it's like, like they're the trying CW to make... shows. Yeah, they look bad. <laughs> <laughs> to me, um, he just looked like like they're trying to make him a shitty Peter Parker. Like, look, he's like, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's sure. doing zingers. Yes. He's, he's doing uh, little quips. I think it's just because young Flash sells so well on the TV show. Also, I don't really want to see an old man Flash. It's not a, I, his age is not my problem. Oh, his, it's not. his shitty quips. Could you imagine like a Peyton Manning aged man doing those quips? Again, not the age. <laughs> it's the stupid quips. But the age definitely helps that oh. he's young and making the quips. The, that is. I don't know why comic book audiences like just. I think like also, glib, snarky characters so I, much. I think also these characters together are not going to have any chemistry, no. especially after watching Thor Ragnarok two weeks prior. No, I think Ben Affleck is... The more movies like this he's in, the more he's going to phone it in each time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and after Batman vs. Superman, he was so upset with the... What did he think when he was starring in that? Did he think it would be amazing? Did he think he was like being Christian Bale in a Nolan movie? Maybe he thought... Because he went in with, like, a high bar for what this movie was going to be. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they he wanted to change some things or something, and they wouldn't let him change it. And then he's like, if I can't do this, then I'm not I'm not going to direct it if you're not going to actually let me direct it. Well, that's and then his it own took film. him off the project. Yeah. That's... Well, I mean, but now they're... I bet that was happening even in Batman vs. Superman. I don't, I don't think you can have Ben Affleck in a movie and him not have opinions about it. I, he's definitely going to be making... I think you have to. It's like an Edward Norton thing, like, that he got booted. I guess Ben Affleck well, just wasn't complaining as much. Or, also, or he's, he, you know, in some sort of buyout contract that they're not willing to pay. I don't think Ben Affleck is quite as prestigious as Edward Norton. I know, he's a better director. What has he directed? Argo. Fuck Argo. I hate Argo. Have I talked about how much I hate Argo? Why do you hate Argo? Uh, I guess it's going to go back to the Wonder Woman argument. It is so easy. It's just... A, easy... That, I, <laughs> how do you say that while loving Marvel movies? They're the I just love them. Movies. They're fun. I don't. All right. My problem with Argo, um, it's just so vanilla ice cream. There's. It's just start to finish. It's a story that already exists, and he won best original screenplay for writing, copying out of a history book. Best original That's screenplay. Like, That's bullshit. You couldn't write it. Um, Given the same history mm, text, you could not write Argo. I could write something similar to Argo. No, you couldn't. I couldn't execute it into a film like that. You couldn't write the script. I might be able to write no, the script no, it's, to Argo. It's, it's about like the beats and stuff. The characters with the dialogue. I could I, write dialogue. I could definitely write that dialogue. I don't know about oh, that. Oh, for sure. We no. have written Frasier Museum, a confirmed pilot. Yeah. Coming to NBC soon. As soon as, as, soon as one of the three million listeners is an NBC exec. Gotten several offers from Fox. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I don't like Argo. It's I, it's just so... Well, I guess by... it's Again, with the Wonder Woman, everyone... The Academy gave it a lot of attention, so I had a high bar for it. Hmm. Whereas Birdman... If Birdman wins Best Picture... I know this was after, but the following year, 2015, seemed like a great year for movies. We had Birdman, Whiplash, Boyhood, and... Uh, several other really great films in that year. Mm -hmm. And then the following year, we didn't really have much. I, just, I don't know how you... Spotlight one. I don't know how you get to the theater with so much baggage going in. Like, oh, look at... I'm carrying all these thoughts with me. That one... They I, all govern how I'm going to proceed. No, that this. one I actually went in blind. I did not watch a trailer. That was when I started working at Grafton, and like I had... Argo? All, Argo. 
Hmm. So I had all of this, like, I was just watching everything because I but had the job. But you at least knew that other people enjoyed it. You knew that it was reaching critical success. Um, honestly, I don't remember. All I, when I remember the point at which I did not like it. Hmm. When I was watching the Oscars and everyone was speaking highly of Argo. Like, yeah. a month or so later. However long after I watched it. And I was just like, it really wasn't that great. Why is everyone raving about this film? I, I don't think it is like... Uh if I was if I was compiling a list of great movies or something, that wouldn't be on it. Yeah. But I think it is a very competently made, well directed movie. If I yes, but the best picture. Just because I disagree that it was best picture doesn't make it a bad movie. Yeah. No, I definitely give it three out of five stars. Real? That's low to me. It's I'm right in the middle. I'd I liked it. it. I'd give it like it. It was too well made just for like three out of five. I think. I think it was. Like, the tension was just... I also... I think this also... Uh, well enough handled that I think it's like a four out of five. I think it also... The only thing I did know going into the movie was that actual story and knowing that they all got out alive. Yeah. Which kind of like, oh, no consequences. Yeah. So... I that, mean, I knew that. Okay. And that fine. didn't ruin it for you? No. You knew that none of them were going to die? I... Yeah. I mean, it doesn't... But how is those It doesn't change tense? the quality of the movie making. Uh... No, but I'm just, I guess I'm less blown away by, if, I don't know, if I'm watching some, I am, as you've mentioned before, yeah. a plot-heavy guy. Mm -hmm. I definitely love the plot yeah. of a film. You don't really care about the plot. No. More or less. No. Um, I care about the feelings. Sure. And this movie had that, but I think the plot yeah. was subpar. I think the acting was fine. Overall, I just, and also, his movie, The Town... I hated the town. Have you seen the town? No. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else has he directed? Uh, well, I mean, obviously he wrote Goodwill Hunting with Matt Damon. Yeah. That was, that was a good movie. Yeah, it was a great movie. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> you don't love... I don't love it. I think it's definitely better than Argo. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think it's their best work. Like, either of theirs. Really? Yeah. I might... You mean acting and directing? Or just well, they didn't direct. They just wrote it. Oh, they didn't direct it? I don't think they directed it. Maybe hmm. they did, but I don't think so. Hmm. That would be... Yeah. I mean, it, fine film. I think that they have been in stuff comparable to that since then, acting-wise. I like it better than Gone Girl. Whew, I love Gone Girl. I also like Gone Baby Gone better than... Oh, is that Ben Affleck? Did Ben Affleck direct that? I think so. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. All right, Affleck, you're all right by me. <laughs> I do because yeah. All I'm saying, plot is, heavy film is getting Ben Affleck to direct something for DC would be a step up for them. And the fact that they blew that <laughs> by trying to, I'm assuming either assert control over his creative process mm -hmm. or something else. There's some reason that he was going to direct it and he wasn't, and it's them dropping the ball yet again. Yeah. Well, they got Joss Whedon. No, oh, fuck Joss for, Whedon. Oh, he's great. Buffy ah. the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Veronica Mars. Firefly. Yeah. All wow. of these amazing TV shows that are just so influential for... They've spawned all of the garbage that we watch today. Yeah. That try to be those things and can't. Yeah. Um, Meh. <laughs> and the Avengers. Fine. Yeah, he's, he's very entertaining. He's a very fun director. I think definitely... Who I honestly think his directing resume to me is more impressive than Ben Affleck's directing resume. 
I wouldn't trust Joss Whedon to make a good movie on his own. I would trust him to make a good DC movie on his own. I don't think so. I think something falls apart for him. I think he needs a good support structure surrounding oh, him to I put think, it together. Whereas I think Ben Affleck can take a movie to start from to finish like by himself. Oh, I think the Avengers again, six out of six Avengers for me. See, yeah, and I don't even think that was among the top five Marvel yeah, movies. That's odd. Yeah. <laughs> um, the first half of that movie, Snooze Fest. Oh my God, <laughs> I can't. Oh. What Does garbage. not compute. <laughs> oh, man. But did you see Bridge of Spies? That came out in 2016, sort of the no. mediocre year for films, Oscars. I'm just thinking, to put my thoughts into perspective for you, like you, do you know what it is? No. Okay, well, it was nominated for Best Picture. It's Tom Hanks. Uh, Steven Spielberg directed it, and it's about... Uh, it's a historical documentary mm-hmm. uh, in the Cold War, I think. There was a hostage, an American hostage and a Russian hostage, and basically Tom Hanks is the best negotiator, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like a little over two hours. It's as well made as Argo, but the story is just pretty boring for mm-hmm. a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Yeah. And you have not even heard of this film. Well, I've heard of it. I knew okay. the name. Okay. I don't know but anything you haven't about saw the story. Or Whereas Birdman, you knew about Birdman, you wanted to seek it out. Yeah. Well, that's partially just because it was notable for its, like, never cut But aspect. that's kind of what I want from an Academy Award winning film. Something that has never been done before. Hmm. And, ga- and the, the, uh, the town, well, that wasn't even an award, um... The Argo did not give me that. Yeah, but the problem is, is not every year is created equal. Uh, and it's an annual award show. That's crazy, though, that no other movie was at... What came out that year? I don't remember. It was pretty... Not great. Well, uh, actually, Cloud Atlas came out that year. Yeah, I think it? that was nominated. Yeah. Let's pull this up. This is important info. Cloud we, Atlas could have is definitely better than Argo. Oh, absolutely. I'd agree with that. And I don't even think terribly highly of Cloud Atlas. Um, Was Life of Pi come out that year? Oscars, yeah, but I don't think that was nominated. Should have been. I did Oscars 2102. Now, that that movie's visuals were stunning. Life of Pi? Uh, That movie looked great. Slumdog Millionaire on a boat. How is that in, uh? (laughs) What about the scene with the the fluorescent shit in the water and the whale jumps up? That's gorgeous. I don't know. That's better looking than... I just, again, I guess I hated the story. Oh, did Argo not win? How do you hate the story? When did Argo come out? Maybe it's 2013. I don't know how you watch that movie and hate the story. I did. It was just boring. How? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, it was a boy <laughs> on a boat. Yeah. And he, there's a whole bunch of animals. Yes. I guess it's not very plot heavy, which is what I look for. And um, it had a lot of character development happening. Oh, that's the other thing they said about Thor Ragnarok. A lot of character development. Oh, okay. And a lot of interesting things happen on the boat. Like, he's not just... There's no moments where it's just like, oh, here's 20 minutes of him on a boat, straight. <laughs> Nothing happens. That's, like, the whole movie was that. No, no. Things are constantly <laughs> happening. He's having to, like, overcome little challenges and stuff on okay. the boat. So here's what we got. Oh, wow. It did get nominated. Yeah. It's great. Best Picture was given to Argo. Yeah. Uh, it was up against Amor. Which I don't know. Yeah. Beasts of the Southern Wild, which I've heard of but haven't mm-hmm. seen. Django Unchained. Yeah, I wouldn't give that best picture. Or I wouldn't either, but I like it more than Argo. Les Mis. That. Yeah. It, Life of Pi. Lincoln, which also I wouldn't give to. 
uh, Zero Dark Thirty and no. Silver Linings Playbook. I honestly, if I if I was the Academy, I probably would have given it to Silver Linings Playbook. Hmm. Definitely over Argo. And that's honestly, yeah. I definitely don't think Argo is the best movie among those. What do you think? Or would you have given it to Life of Pi over Zero Dark Thirty? Your favorite historical document or historical drama? I definitely like Life of Pi the most, and then uh, Django is probably second. And I think Django. My problem with Django, why well, don't really? I mean, it's great, <laughs> but listen to him tear down. Occasionally. It felt like provocative for the sake of it, but I, I'm okay with that because it's Tarantino. Yeah. But uh, it's, I was, it didn't sum up to a. My dad really hated Django, so it makes sense that you would not like Django because you were the nah, same person. I, I can't say that I don't like Django because I think the, the scenes once they're in Calvin Candy's house, yeah. I think after that it's gold. So after they meet Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Well, Christoph Waltz from the very beginning is amazing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Is the dentist? Yeah, it's... Or the tooth fairy. Or what's his... Whatever his Well, name I mean, is. I don't like Jamie Foxx in general. I mean, mm. his character here was kind of boring, too. Yeah. Like, I, he was just there to be cool. Yeah, and, and he I, was. I, yeah. <laughs> but you do hate cool things. I do. That is very <laughs> true. If something's just cool, then it's kind of just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So being cool, I think, is an innately boring trait. Well, who are we talking about before we started this podcast? Uh-huh. The man with the Bud Light fridge. Yeah, Post Malone. Post Malone. Post Malone's not cool. He thinks he is. He has a Bud Light fridge, and he yeah. pays a guy a thousand dollars a but day. He's interesting because he's not cool at all. <laughs> he has a ridiculous haircut. He looks like garbage. So what's so you're saying? Jamie Fox is cool, but the fact that he says he's cool and is cool is a turnoff. Versus Post Malone, you can see that he's not cool, but he says he's cool, so that's interesting. I also don't think Post Malone thinks he's that cool. Yes, he does. I think if you have a Bud Light fridge and pay a guy a thousand dollars a day to beer bong Bud Light for you, you think you're pretty hot shit. I, I don't think so. <laughs> what do you think goes on? No, 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 because no, Bud Light isn't. If you're rich, <laughs> Bud Light isn't a status drink. <laughs> Yeah. Like, if he thought he was cool, he'd be like, I only drink, like, top-shelf liquors, and I only drink the finest things, and I'm oh, doing man. it, like, the best way. I think you're giving him too much credit. I don't think he's thinking like this. I, I think, think he thinks Bud, think is, Bud Light is cool. I think he likes Bud Light because he just likes Bud Light. <laughs> oh, man. I think he's doing it for attention. Also, they could have just been, like, a sponsor. They're like, we're going to give you free Bud Light if you just talk about us. What's... So what, what's your criticism with doing something for attention? Like, if he's doing something to be funny, is that also doing it for attention? Um, give me... Well, I wouldn't surely, find Post Malone funny. So give me an example of someone doing something for comedic, comedic attention. Uh, any comedy ever? Like a stand-up? They're <laughs> like doing stand-up that for comic. attention. Um, <laughs> There's nothing innately wrong for doing something for attention. Yeah, but if you're not satisfying me on... Like, I don't want to give you my attention... And if I don't want to give you my attention and you're trying to earn it, that is a turnoff for me. Do hmm. uh, you think Post Malone's gunning for you? I think he's gunning for everybody. I don't he's think throwing so. a huge net and seeing <laughs> who can get caught. Yeah. I mean, you do love Bud Light, so I'm surprised I do that love Bud Light, and he's ruining the name. Pay a thousand dollars. I, uh, that seems so made up. And, all right, could so, be. He could be so joking. If it's made up, don't you think that's an attention grabber? Saying that you pay someone $1,000 to he, pour you Bud Light? Yeah, or it's a joke. <laughs> or 
It's just trying to say something that seems cool. I... I... Okay, if he in fact... <laughs> yes. ...thinks that that's cool, and yeah. he seriously does, yeah. that just makes him funny enough as a character, <laughs> but I'm still on board with it. And if he doesn't actually think it's cool, and he's kind of doing it like, haha, yeah, Bud Light, I'm beer bone, you know, I'm like a goofy... Because he's younger than us, by the way. What? Yeah, he's younger than we are. <laughs> he looks like 30s. No, he's like 22. Oh my god, maybe early 40s. 22? Yeah, he might be 23 now. Oh my god. Yeah. That's bananas. <laughs> yes. Oh. Well, then he's definitely doing it for an attention, for oh, an he's attention doing, grab. He's doing like a goofy frat bro thing. All kids try to... All, frat bros love attention. I'd, I'd hate to isolate yeah. the 20% of our 3 million <laughs> fans who are frat bros... Uh, oh, they fucking love attention. That's why they pay to have friends who pay them attention. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Frat bros are definitely irritating. Yes, like but, this guy. No, Post Malone's funnier than they are. Oh, I don't know. I think he's trying to do the same, and he's somehow slipping into this niche that you are satisfied with. I mean, I don't listen to his music or anything. Sure. We probably should have established. I'm not actually a Post Malone <laughs> fan. I just find him an interesting character. We have talked about him a lot, <laughs> and I think that's what he wants. Now everyone, three million fans are going to look up Post Malone because they don't know who he that's is. That's not even a blip on his radar. Oh my god, that dude's huge. Yeah, that's true. But he has definitely has less podcast subscribers than us. Not unless he starts a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the second that dude starts a podcast, we're eclipsed. Oh shit! Well, let's hope that he doesn't. <laughs> he might. Oh well, you think he's one of our three million? Uh, we probably have. I don't know. He does listen to one internet less stuff because he's uh, you know. Uh, Ethan Klein from H3H3. Yes. Yeah, he was on that guy's show. Yeah. Was that pretty big? I don't think that guy's as big as this, though. Is Post Malone? Yeah. Or, wait. H3H3. Is not as big as Post Malone. Who is not as big as our podcast. H3H3 <laughs> is definitely bigger than our podcast. Oh, he has three million subscribers? At least. I think he has, like, four. To a podcast? No. Well, actually, he does do a podcast now. And that's three so. million subscribers? Yeah, yeah, we're actually, we're boned here. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. Do you think we could get him on our show? Like, as the two leading, like, yeah. fan bases in podcast history? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think he has three million subscribers. No, There's but no he way. has three million subscribers on his YouTube account. That doesn't count. And his no pod- one watches YouTube. Well, not <laughs> dead as many, media. Not as many people listen to podcasts. So you I think don't- that's the next YouTube, and we're sort of getting into it on the cusp. No, podcasting, if you want to get on the cusp, you should have done it in 2010. Yeah, no, that would have been ideal. <laughs> or actually 2011 when Serial was big, because I didn't know podcasts were a thing until Serial came out. That's really when we should have started When this. did Chris Hardwick start his podcast? Because he was pretty on the, Nerdist was pretty early. That was the first podcast I was aware of. Yeah, that was pretty early. That was probably 2010. Yeah. If I was a betting man. I was listening to that when it was coming out. But again, you know, I'm not a fan of Chris Hardwick. Um, yep, February 8th, 2010. That was the first episode of the Nerdist podcast. If he's so great, why couldn't he direct a great Stanley tribute? Oh, he, I, he did his damnedest. <laughs> and he still failed. All right, we're 30 minutes in. People face. really probably want to hear about they this They are movie. aching for Spider-Man. Yeah. I don't blame him. I'm aching to hear what you thought. Because so far, the upward trend is you like these movies more and more each time. Yeah, you haven't given your review. <sighs> I thought about it. Um, oof. i got to think of what I get. So Iron Man's a five. Mm-hmm. Oh, I am very close to giving it... 
It's definitely a five for me. Mm-hmm. I might, I'm, ooh, I kind of want to give it a five and a half because hmm. I kind of think it is on par with Guardians. But at the same time, Iron Man 1 still might be a better film. Just overall. Not to spoil my review, but I totally think it's a better film than Iron Man. Okay. I don't think it's close. <laughs> you don't think it's close? Not really. Interesting. Maybe we should talk about it, and then I'll decide how many <laughs> Avengers I give it. Because I'm going to... Oh, five point... Definitely hope... Oh, if Girl, I, I'll give my review. No, 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 no. I know exactly. Cheap. No, no, no. We can't. We can't. That's the end. That's spoilers. Um, five... We're, we'll, I'll give mine at the end. Right now, it's a five. Yeah. I think... It's just Iron Man did so much with so little, and Spider-Man had sort of everything behind it. It had Iron Man in it. It had Spider-Man as a much bigger character than Iron Man. Yeah. It had... Who directed it? I can't remember the guy's um, name. I mean, it had a whole bunch of actors. It had Michael Keaton in it. Iron mm-hmm. Man sort of... I mean, it had Jeff Bridges and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I kind of feel obligated to give it... All right. You know, fuck it. 5.25. Okay. Spider-Man's there. <laughs> Tiny Ant-Man is there. Oh, do I like it as much as Guardians, though? Because that would make it a 5.5. Yeah. Hmm. Decisions. It might be a 5.5 at the end, but right now it's a (laughs) 5.25. So Spider-Man there. Spider-Man's there. Tiny Ant-Man's there. Iron Man is there. Um, uh, Captain America in a VHS. Yeah, yes, yes. (laughs) VHS Captain America is there. Um, And we'll also throw in... um, Short Round. (laughs) <laughs> Short round. His sidekick guy. Oh, the fat, I can't remember what his fat name kid. is. Yeah. He's great. Um, yeah, no, he's good. Shit. Some spider character. They introduce so many characters in this movie that, I mean, that's. I feel like every MCU movie is sort of going to start doing that from now on yeah. just because they're creating a much bigger universe. My last Avenger is ScarJo. Is, did I do five? Is that five? Yeah. I think that's it. Okay. Not 100%. And Ant-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man, Iron Man, Captain America, ScarJo. That's only four. Yeah. And Hawkeye. Aunt May. Because <laughs> Marissa Tomei. Yeah. Hot damn. Yeah, she's got it going oh on. Oh, my God, in a big way. They talk about it a lot in the movie, yeah. which I think is funny. It was great. All right, so this movie starts with a flashback sequence to 2008 or 2012, right around the Avengers is happening. Michael Keaton is like a industry... Like, you know, they're, they're mining the gear yeah. uh, that the aliens left behind, which mm-hmm. I thought was very cool. Yeah. That they're sort of putting a new spin on the Spider-Man villains, that tying it into the MCU. And I think that's kind of Kevin Feige. Yeah. Because Spider-Man is only obligated to be in X amount of Sony films. I think it's like five. Yeah. So now that they have introduced all these characters and all these characters have powers from Marvel films, mm-hmm. Sony can't talk about them. In yeah. their films. They can't bring up Iron Man. They can't bring up huh. the aliens. Yeah. So how is Vulture going to... They're just going to make their movies look so stupid. Yeah. So this is brilliant on the part of Kevin Feige and producers involved. It's just him, I'm pretty sure. Um, I immediately think Michael, the casting of Michael Keaton is amazing, especially after Birdman. Yeah. Michael Keaton, I, I think he's great. Yeah. But I was watching that Ray Kroc movie he did. Yeah. I, the one I told you about, The Founder. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't either. <laughs> yeah. When did we talk about that? That was a few I podcasts think, ago. I don't think... We talked talk, about it on the podcast. But I was talking, since I've seen it? No. I, I only watched the first half because yeah. I was out of it. Yeah. I said it was like... Uh, I compared it to another movie. 
Um, I okay. They they were acting like my problem with the movie. Yeah, they were acting like the invention of like the McDonald's workflow. Yeah. was like revolution. Was like Henry Ford. Yeah, it was like this is the biggest thing that ever happened. Yeah, and then like like it was some sort of profound moment in the history of the country. Yeah, whereas. I like McDonald's. Don't get me we wrong. We eat there but frequently. I, I don't think it's like a universal good. <laughs> I fast food wise, I definitely think it's the Ford of fast food. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely the gold standard for fast food. Yeah. But I don't think the move to fast food in general is necessarily a positive thing culturally. Mm, sure, it's of fat. Of, yeah, well, not even Obesity. that. It's just kind of. It's just that more instant gratification nonsense. That's true. Hmm. Which I love. Yeah, you know? no, I kind of want McDonald's now. I might get it after the. All right, podcast. here we go. We're gonna go. My car, uh, my car is dead. Uh, so we're gonna go back to the downtown Charlottesville, pick yeah. up my car. In fact, since you're doing this charitable deed, I will buy you McDonald's. But <laughs> spring that, that, however many rubles that it costs these days wow. to get a probably twenty dollars for a McChicken. I don't know yeah, how much do like they that. cost. Who could say? Oh, infinite amount of money. Um, so, Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> yes. Also, how great was Martin Starr in this? Yeah. That line at the end, I can't lose a child. Well, did you see... Okay, so the, I, the version that I had mm -hmm. came with a bunch of special features attached to the file. Oh. And um, oh, I definitely didn't see no, that. Because I loaded it in, and it was... Um, it was three hours long. I was like, holy shit, <laughs> this, this is three hours? And then I asked my roommate who had... Uh, Alex. Found my best friend since the first grade. Ray yeah. <laughs> that I was using. <laughs> Found, yeah. 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 It was the luckiest thing. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> where did he find it? I, I think he was just taking a walk or something. That's crazy. A Blu ray lying on the sidewalk. I know. <laughs> Can it be record like the record show that you have whispered in the mic? I'm stealing these movies, <laughs> and now you're just trying to make up a story. I don't think the FBI guys eavesdropping in are buying this. Oh, they are. They are. They're stupid. They're idiots who couldn't prove me wrong if they wanted to. Oh, man. Are we going to have the uh -oh. FBI on our tail? <laughs> oh, man. The FBI can take a joke, right? <laughs> no. No, they can't. <laughs> Shit. The Federal Bureau of... Uh, in something that means they're not funny. Uh, idiots. Oh, we got their goat. Oh, man. They are going to feel so... What? <laughs> Um, so yes, this film, Martin, so what, what are you saying about the three hour? Oh, oh, anyway, there's a special features that was all just outtakes mm -hmm. of Martin Starr talking about this little subplot of him divorcing his wife. Oh. So just like in any scene with him, it's like they just gave him like five extra minutes and he was just <laughs> improvised about something and he just kept coming back to this thing where he was in the middle of a divorce. And so it's like supposed to be funny. Yeah. Okay. And it is. <laughs> and then they, oh, I can't believe, I mean, it makes sense that they cut it out of the movie yeah. if it was three hours long. Well, I mean, that, that segment was only like five or ten minutes, but I mean, it's like five minutes that you probably don't add to the movie. He definitely could have had more screen time. Yeah. I love his I, character. I really like seeing him just as such a normal guy. Yeah. Because they, they, he seems to get like these weird, cool characters, like the one on Silicon Valley yeah. or whatever. Which yeah, very abstract. He, he's good at that. But I don't feel like it's it's he's overdone. So yeah, it's, he's the same character in Party Down, kind of. Yeah, I, but I it's liked like him. Super nerd. But he was so good at um, in Freaks and Geeks or whatever, yes. where he's kind of got like that goofy, 
That was his first goofiness role, to it, and just... I, I feel like he kind of brought some of that goofiness, like some of that sincereness, mm-hmm. back with this. Like he was just being a more genuine guy, sure. which was nice. God, that line at the end, "I can't lose another student." Yeah, and then the pause, <laughs> <Yeah>. not again. <laughs> that I was cracking up. Yeah. That was so impressive. Um, so movie starts. I haven't seen this since theaters opening mm-hmm. night, obviously. So yeah. that was like July seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to have to help me do some remembering after the movie starts. Oh, he's a uh, flashback to uh, Civil War, mm-hmm. and he's helping out the Avengers. Yeah. And John... They also had an extended version of that. Oh, really? Where it's just like him, his own footage of the... I got to get this Blu-ray. Yeah. I could... I would have brought it if I'd known. No, no, no. I mean, I, look oh. at that shelf. You're gonna... I don't find any Blu-rays. Gonna... I get them all at Walmart or Target or yeah. whoever our sponsor is. Yeah, the man. Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look at that shelf. I yeah. can't have like a flash drive on that shelf. That no, would look and, pretty tacky. And this movie definitely deserves to be over. Oh, there. absolutely. I think I'm gonna like your review. <laughs> um, and I love John Favreau babysitting him. Yeah, that's great. And I, I, you know, going in because they advertise a lot of Iron Man, mm-hmm. um, and he's not really in it that much. No, he has very little screen time. He's an important character yes, in it, though. for sure. He definitely. He shapes the story more than he's actually screen time yes, involved in absolutely. it. absolutely. And um, it, he plays a very important role. Um, and I love every time he's in, like, especially when they argue on the boat, we're sort of going all over the mm-hmm. place with the plot. And yeah. he's, he's like, you're not even in the suit. And he steps out of the suit. Yeah. And, uh, serious. Yeah. Um, what Put what, on his what angry plot pants. beats do we need to hit at the beginning? Because there's more stuff I want to talk about. But I, I don't want to talk about it too out of order. I told my, my dad scoffed at the fact that I said this was, well, definitely the best coming-of-age film that the MCU has done. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the best coming-of-age films in the pa- in recent years. And mm-hmm. just sort of the illusion that he's running across all the backyards and Ferris Bueller's playing on that screen. Yeah. I totally got a Ferris Bueller vibe when I was watching this. Yeah. I mean, it, they, I, the, the way they balance his... His low stakes superheroing, yeah, and then his Where school like, life. The I book, think it's very good. The um, or he, the someone loses the bike and he's like walking. Don't steal this, Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just an Iron Man's like you know just be low key. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just doing small. I really love Spider Man as a child. I'm so glad that we're done with the older post college. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man. I think this is, especially in the way that this fits in with the universe, I think it's yeah. so perfect. Yeah, um, and his, uh, we talked about the sidekick a little bit, yes. but I, I think that guy's great. Yeah. I think he does a really good job. Like, just the way they, uh, I, and I love the way they bring him in on it, like he's sneaking back in, and he's crawling over the ceiling, and he yeah. drops down, and the yeah. kids, and he's staring there with, like, yeah. jaw agape. Yeah. That felt very Pixar to me, almost. Yes. Like just like the he's such a Pixar character. Well, yeah, and just like his his facial expression on us is like it was animated. He was just uh, I think every really character, good sidekick every role. character in this film was stellar. Well, and you definitely needed someone in on his secret. Yes, and it was perfect that it was his little high school friend. Yeah. Like if it had been Aunt May, that would have been lame. well at the end. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> and that they just mentioned they're not going to talk about that at all until Homecoming two, hmm. which is. I think that's more specific to the Spider-Man universe. Yeah. So, you know, leave it. But I... Oh, that ending. What the... F- <laughs> I wonder if they're going to do the same thing with the uh, his little face cam for the events of Infinity War when they get back to Homecoming 2. 
You mean, oh. Like this little... This yeah, little like he was thing. filming it? Yeah, yeah. It might. Because that's an easy way to tie it in. I... Oh, the suit, also. Like, mm-hmm. the suit that Iron Man gives him. Yeah. And he doesn't know how half of it works, and then he tries to unlock it because he's a hacker. Well, yeah, that, that that's classic Marvel <laughs> doing classic. the ridiculous hacking stuff. Like, where this high school kid knows how to hack Tony Stark's He's suit a genius. That's whatever. why Tony Stark recruited him. He doesn't recruit Well, not now, because there's this friend that did it. I mean, he was he was pulling out the tracking chip, but it was the other guy who was like, "Oh, by the oh, way, okay. there's this tracking." Pro- well, he needs to do protocol. something important. Well, yeah, the baby. Is- what was it called? What was the protocol called? Uh, training wheels. Training wheels protocol. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was so great. Um, every character in this movie, they killed it. I I think mm-hmm. casting wise and just how it, they fit into this movie. Yeah. So good. I mean, even the guy at the sandwich shop at the very beginning, yeah. where they have that little banter. Yeah, and he's just like solid. a local. Well, and then you, guy. and then it actually matters when his when restaurant's he, yeah. bat, blown up. Yeah, like they just did a. It, it was just in terms of filmmaking, mm-hmm. everything had like like the build up and payoff, and it was just yeah, it worked in general. It worked so well, and. Um, so what's Michael Keaton doing? How far into the plot are we? Spider-Man's just rummaging around. Yeah, let me, doing... I'll paint the broad strokes of Michael Keaton. And so it okay. starts off, he's he's salvaging the thing, but then they take the contract away, which bones him because he's invested a lot of money into mm-hmm. this, like, to this contract. But now that the contract won't be fulfilled, he's out a ton of money, so he keeps some of the alien artifacts or whatever. Yes. And that leads to him, or one of his engineers, designing that suit for him. Yes. Which probably doesn't make sense. Why would he have someone with that high skill on a construction demolition type crew? Why that, not? Because maybe he's a felon and he can't get another job. Uh, hopefully. Because <laughs> that's the only way it makes sense. But hey, Good, I, mean, I don't have sense. a problem with it. But it, it's a... Uh, Lawyered. And then he... Uh, so he, then he has this cool little suit or whatever that he's flying around. Mm-hmm. And he's j- basically become sort of a technology Robin Hood where he steals technology yeah. and then sells it yes. to gangsters, which is less Robin Hood. <laughs> sort of like an evil Robin Hood. Yeah. But I but really. Steal from the rich, give to the technology poor. <laughs> <laughs> the people who need it most. Yeah. <laughs> the people who don't have it. Um, the first encounter with him and Spider Man I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. Like, because I did not see it coming. He's just Spider Man swinging around, like, he mm-hmm. can't figure out to get from house to house. Yeah. And then, he just gets snagged up by Vulture, and then uh-huh. he flies in the sky and drops him into the... And what did you think of them, Iron Man adding a parachute Yeah, right after War Machine yeah. hit the ground? That's pretty good. I, I think it was... I, I talked to Alex about this, too. Is I think my favorite part mm-hmm. about this movie, and this you mentioned the boat scene a little bit earlier, yeah. is I think they make Spider-Man appropriately weak. Yeah. And it's it's nice to be in a Marvel movie where there's there's the there's, hero has struggles. Well, and there's other bigger fish. Like he sure. he's he's kind of a a big fish in a small pond kind yeah. of thing. Or and then but when he goes like Marvel and like like when you see Iron Man handle the boat yeah. situation that he was yes. unable to handle, it's like oh these guys yeah. are really good. They're yeah. the real professionals. Yes, and this guy's just like a goofy kid puts it into to do perspective. Yeah, and this movie does that multiple times just returning to like like in social situations or whatever he just like returns to being a kid again mm-hmm. and he's like i don't know how to handle this yeah. or he's nervous about dancing and yeah his aunt may is oh, telling him how to dress or whatever great. i love that scene yeah they just do a lot of jobs keeping the movie small scale yes while still being about superheroes it, 
which is the most boring thing about superhero <laughs> movies is when it's just like, How hey, guess what? Scale. We're saving the world. <laughs> oh, cool. Again? That's <laughs> wow. From some generic bad guy. Agree to disagree. Some stupid James Spader robot. <laughs> but I do think that this was... I love... I do love the small scale yeah. of the shenanigans he's getting into versus, which, like, the serious problems. Yeah, which I'm going to skip ahead a little bit because we're already an hour into this podcast anyway. We can go over a little bit. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not definitely not trying to cut it off. <laughs> the uh, uh, When he gets to the house... The, of, of his the homecoming day, the dance, the dance. Oh yeah, and, and uh, Michael who's Keaton. there but Michael Keaton? How great! Well, and and the thing that made it so good too is that they did that misdirection yes. with with making it just be like, oh, it's just about going to yeah. the dance now. This is yep. what we're focused on. Ha ha! Yeah. See how small we're playing this, and I was like, oh, it's so neat that they're going back yeah. to and treating this with what it deserves, and then to bring the main plot back yes. into it just that and, casually. And Michael Keaton just saying like. He's just worried about his wife. I need to get finances for my wife. So you're not even thinking that he has a daughter this whole yeah. time. I was completely... Well, and of course, his daughter's black. <laughs> yeah, that's also sort <laughs> yeah. of just like, I wouldn't put two and two together. Yeah. That, oh, I think that was... I definitely did not see that coming. I mm-hmm. thought that was a brilliant twist for a Marvel film. Yeah. Um, another moment that was kind of like that was when he got afraid of heights briefly at the top of the Washington Monument. Yes. By oh, the also like the, the line about it being built by slaves. It, when uh, Martin stars at the bottom, oh, and, yeah. and there's the guard there, and the one of the students is like, "I don't want to go in because it was built by slaves." <laughs> and he was like, "Surely it wasn't built by slaves." And he looks over <laughs> yeah. at the security guard, and the security guard gives like that the little hand yeah, wave yeah. thing. It's like, mm, kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very clever. Yeah. Um, what are we skipping over? The fight sequences. Spider-Man is locked in that truck while they're going on. I just love how it ties in. They're in like DC doing the uh, triathlon or not the the academic decathlon, yeah. um, and then he's also conveniently, you know, saving the Washington Monument mm-hmm. from collapsing over. Yeah, and there's just so much low-key stuff going on here, mm-hmm. but at the same time. Saving the monument from falling over. Yeah, and I also think that uh, Tom Holland. Yeah, is he is Spider Man? Well, he's great as Spider Man. Here, he, he's like a male uh, Ray from Yeah Star Wars. Uh, yeah, which they're in a movie together. Yeah, coming out. Yeah, that should be interesting. Yeah, I have no idea how that'll be, but it just reminds me of like, uh, he he's just like almost. He's so perfect for it. Yeah. And he's so charismatic and just he's just like a such a little full package person that like I don't know where they got him. Kind of like just Ray. She came out of nowhere, but she's yep. perfect for it. Yeah. And you just want to cheer for them both so bad. They pay for these people to yeah. just, you know, to to find these mm-hmm. the, gems. Oh, the hit the diamonds in the rough. Yeah. And they do and it works. I can't I mean it is rare that they find someone like that you've never heard of, and they perfectly fit the role. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how the first Star well, Wars. And apparently, worked. he was a uh, like dancer or something mm-hmm. going back, which makes sense because he clearly has good body control and yeah. stuff in the movie, and he's doing a lot of the stunts himself for sure. Um, that was also part of the special features what? while I was clicking through. So, what did you think about the villains other than Michael Keaton? Because they introduced like a lot. Oh, and uh, Donald Glover. What did you think of? No, I liked him. Because he's supposed to be the uncle of Miles Morales, who is the other Spider-Man. Yeah. The, um... What is... 
that might be the gay Spider-Man, hmm. like the first homosexual superhero, or like first mainstream superhero. Hmm. Um, but he takes over, I think. I'm not familiar with the Spider-Man lore. Yeah, I have no idea. But that they are setting him up to eventually be a character. And I originally, it sounded like Donald Glover was going to play that, but I guess they took too long. Because they were talking about that when they were casting the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Yeah. I, I think Donald Glover could have done great in that. Yeah. Miles Morales Spider-Man. Yeah. I wonder, Alas. Do you think that would have sold? Like, do you think Middle America, as you call it, is ready for... <laughs> as you call it. I co-opted no, that term you, from you. I, I mean, I got that term from Seth, but I'm saying you think <laughs> that Marvel films are Middle American. I think DC films are Middle America. I mean, they both are. I think They're Marvel both is a movies. league above. No. This is such a clever film. Yes, this is. So do you think... This is another case, though, of, of Marvel getting out of the way of letting someone be creative. What did this director do? I, I, don't, like I don't know what else he's done, but like this is just—it's so much better directed than a lot of like the classic Marvel stuff. Hmm. Like clearly, we've gotten into some sort of higher pay grade where the directors are better now. <laughs> but even even compared to Doctor Strange, like I, I think Doctor Strange was like very solid. Yeah. But this is definitely better than Doctor Strange. I think it's just the elements of him being a child and like a kid in this universe Doctor Strange is kind of like a well, god a god person and another thing is this does kind of play more like a kids movie than other Marvel yes, movies absolutely which are play more just like standard blockbusters yeah. and I think it also benefits from that kind of like in it Stranger Things kind of mm-hmm. like you feel it's young again for, you identify it's with for characters. adults but it's also for kids mm-hmm. it's not it's sort of aimed at everyone. And yeah. there's stuff that each age can take away from this movie. Yeah. Uh, this movie would have been so cool to see as a kid. Yeah. Like, it's just... It, just like, you know, you have to go to the dance. And that's like why just, I think... Just pretending to be Spider-Man after watching this movie, which yeah. I'm sure tons of kids did. Absolutely. We're just like uh, climbing trees and shit in their backyard, jumping around. For, and like, I think that's, string, that's kind of just why I really enjoyed Big Mouth as well. That's what I remember yeah. puberty was like as a child. Yeah. And I think that does a spot on yeah. job. Well, and it does it, Big Mouth does it so much more frankly than yeah. any show has ever had the guts yes. to do. I mean, it's Netflix. So yeah. They can get away. It is very raunchy. Mm-hmm. Like, they can get away with a lot of stuff. Like, Kristen Wiig plays a talking vagina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, Which I, I, that's another one I was like, that's it's so raunchy. Kids probably shouldn't see yeah. it, but, but as a kid, time, I would have totally watched that just because, like, if I had access to it, yeah. I would watch it. Because then you're not you're getting the uh, relatableness to it, but it's also it's got some good information that kids kind of need to know. Yeah, that no one's gonna no tell one them. will tell them that. Yeah, no. so but at I, this, I couldn't. I would never sit down a future child of mine and be like, watch yeah, this. Watch your thirteen. Mouth. Watch this. <laughs> but you know, it's like. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know how you do the thing where you like you tell some kid not to do it and then he does it anyway. And <laughs> no, that's all you have to do. You that's just tell him not to do it. You know, I'm not sure you're old enough for big. I'm gonna, mouth, I'm but gonna... it's totally unlocked. <laughs> and it's actually on right now. <laughs> <laughs> but go to bed. Yeah. Um, I I don't see a part of why I like it so much is I can look back and be like that is a hundred percent what it was like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd have the mental capacity at that age to be like this is totally what I'm going through yeah. I sort of understand it better yeah like when you're that but age but I think it, it, at the very least they'll see the kids on the screen going through the things they're going through and they'll feel less yeah. weird about it yeah that definitely is the case for sure because as a kid I think a lot of times 
you, you just, feel like you're alone like and you're the only no one yeah. else has ever no been one this else, stupid yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one else has facial acne and even though you see it day to day you're like no one else no. I am alone and going through these problems for the very first time yeah. That that's definitely my favorite thing about that show yeah and there's other parts it about so it well. where I think it's like it gets a bit too American dadish. Uh, yeah. But that part I think is great. I think it's very smart. I think the jokes are very smart. I think the characters are very real. Yeah. And creative. Um, much like Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, yeah, we get back Which we will segue back to. Yeah. Um, well, they're not real so much, but this is just like a... It's a great kids movie that's also just a great movie. And so like, do you think... So well made. Do you think... They were worried that this would not gross as much... Because there were so many prior Spider-Man movies, and yeah. the MCU is sort of—I mean, now that they have their hands on it—and so they gave Guardians the May slot, which mm-hmm. is supposed to be the slot. Yeah. And already Spider-Man has grossed more with huh. the worst slot. Yeah, it's not much more. It's only like thirty million. Well, I mean, sometimes you make a really good movie and people recognize it and they actually show up. Do you? Think- not always. <laughs> so yeah, because Blade Runner apparently has it did thirteen yeah. million opening night, but I think it's going to be brilliant. Yeah. I mean, luckily, as film consumers and not investors, I don't mm-hmm. really have to care that much about That's how much true. a movie makes, except for if I'm waiting for a sequel. Yeah. Um, Which you rarely are. Very rarely. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. I basically only alone. care that a movie gets made. So yeah. Um, I don't really care if Blade Runner. I don't care if the rich people who decided to make go- yeah. Blade Runner make their money back, as yeah. long as I have the product Blade Runner. Sure. Assuming I like it, which... I, it's going to be great. Yeah. We're going to see it Wednesday. We will recap yeah. on next week's app. You'll hear about it for sure. You heard it here first. Um, what? Well, oh, so would you have switched? Would you have put... Knowing what you know... Or not knowing what you know now, but... Knowing you've seen the two movies, would you have put... Spider-Man in the May slot and switch Guardians to July? Or do you think Guardians is still a better contender for the highest grossing film of the summer? If I was setting it up prior to the summer, absolutely i put Guardians there because that's a safer bet. Yeah. And so you always bet on the safer bet if I'm... Even if if you've seen... With hundreds of million dollars in contention. Yeah. But even though you've seen the two movies. Well, because I definitely think... uh, my gut reaction as an executive is also that Guardians does much better overseas than Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man, well, it's very localized, smaller. Like, it still has visually stunning stuff, but the thing that doesn't translate to foreign markets is, like, dialogue and character. You, Spider-Man 3 is still one of the highest international grossing films. Yeah. I think Spider-Man is just a world-renowned name. Yeah, that's that. the character definitely. So, is, is I think that gets more, if I got to do it. Yeah. The only thing... I think it was just because Guardians sort of ended up being Guardians 1.5 instead of Guardians 2, and yeah. it was just sort of rehashed. I think if it was as innovative as the first one, mm-hmm. um, I would have been okay with it. Yeah. I also can't really say that I'd go back and switch Spider-Man to that slot just because it seems like July is a weird slot to give a Guardians movie, yeah. especially just with everyone. I think... If I hadn't seen the films, I definitely would have kept it as is, but I'm still on the fence about whether or not I would have switched them. Yeah. And Thor, like, they're putting Thor out. That's November's the weakest of the three slots. Mm-hmm. But I guess you got to do it, because you need Spider-Man to succeed for the later films, because yeah. he's basically carrying on the universe after that's yeah. done. And then Guardians, 
I guess just is a summer blockbuster fun movie. It did yeah. very well in August, which is the shittiest summer slot, and that's when the first one came out. Yeah. I will say, without a doubt, I think this is the best Spider-Man movie. Yes. Like, it's not close. Yeah. Unless you're Seth. <laughs> yeah. And then it's close. Yeah, but... A close... No, it is second. He thinks Amazing Spider-Man 2 is better. At the same time, I'm not that excited for the sequel. I, I assume it'll be good. But I like just this movie as a movie. I think it's very solid. Mm, so you don't think they're going to improve on it, really? No. I think it'll be like Guardians, mm. where it's like Guardians 1 was great, and then there was more of it. I think they're going to... That's my problem with sequels in general, though. It's it's very hard not to do that. Well, they're saying Homecoming 2 is going to be more like a Civil War type film. Mm, which might make me like it less. Yeah, well... It's very possible. You less, me all the more. Yeah. But... I'm, I, they introduce so many characters. Mm -hmm. Like, what did you think of like Scorpion and all, and Shocker and I guess Scorpion wasn't in it until the post credits. Do you watch the post credits? Uh, I watched the one with Captain America talking about patience. Oh, oh was that the guy in the uh, in yeah in the, the jail? Prison? Okay, that's Scorpion. I didn't so know that. So that's sort of the spawn of the Sinister Six. Okay, they all meet in jail, hmm. or so it is rumored, because hmm. that's where Shocker and uh, they're both yeah. Sinister Six people. But what did you think of them? in the film or shocker mostly because i guess scorpion isn't really in it i mean they were good little pieces and they're sort of, sort of just come across spider-man at random times yeah when he's trying to do stuff i guess it didn't when i was when i was seeing them on screen i wasn't thinking oh it's interesting how that guy will be back later or whatever yeah it was just like oh he's just one of the things that's happening yeah. right now i really loved how they introduced just all all of these characters are so ingrained in the MCU now. Mm -hmm. Like, they are not property of Sony anymore, even yeah. though they technically are. Yeah. And they're on Lent. But Sony cannot. Like, what happens when the Venom movie comes out? Yeah, so I, I guess that what's going on with that situation? They so still. Spider Man has. They have. Marvel has Spider Man until Homecoming 2 is done. Uh huh. And then Sony gets taken back. Sony gets do, him back. Do to they make, get Tom Holland and everything? They get Tom like the Holland. Whole package? Well, they can use Tom Holland. They get Spider Man, and uh -huh. presumably. I mean, Tom Holland could refuse, but I don't know why he would. Hundreds of millions of dollars. Mm, unless he. I wonder if this is like a half measure, or if like they're still working to get the full rights. I mean, they must they could, be. Yeah, they have to be. Cause but I think that's why they ingrained these characters, because now Sony can be... Look at Vulture. What? Oh, what's wrong with Vulture's wings? No, don't talk about that. Unless yeah. they make a very self-aware film about how, like Deadpool, about how they're stealing from... They're not that clever. I don't think so. They fucked it up so many times, <laughs> there's no way they possibly pull it together for that. I mean, if they get like a smart writer, like the Deadpool writer, because 20th Century Fox is second of these three titans. Yeah. I haven't seen Deadpool. I don't think I'd like Deadpool as much. I, it's, I don't like Ryan Reynolds that much in yeah. general. It's basically Van Wilder if he was a superhero. Hmm. Which is, I love it. Yeah. Sign me up. He's very, I mean, this is, it's, Deadpool comics are so funny. And I actually have a video game based on the comics. Mm -hmm. And the combat's pretty re redundant, but the comics are, it's so accurate. Yeah. And they're just so entertaining. And it's just so unique in a superhero front. Um, yeah. Anyway, I guess it's time for me to give my review. Wait, there's definitely still, wait. so, I'm trying to think. The final fight where they're on the plane. When does Iron Man show up? What three? He's in the movie three times. At the very uh, beginning in the limo. Well, he and he saves them from drowning, not with like a drone one of him while he's at a party. Yeah, 
and then he saves the boat thing. He's actually there, and then at the very end, oh, this is what we need to talk about. Oh, uh, he, Pepper Potts. Yeah, they. She's they, back. He's going to unveil him as an Avenger, yeah. but then he turns it down. I'm so curious why they did that because he's definitely in Infinity War and he's gonna have that shiny new suit. Yeah, but he won't. I think it's important. He's, that he's not, not gonna an be official Avenger. Not gonna be. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. They probably have an idea. Which might open him up to do something. Like, maybe since he's not part of the official thing, they can get him... They can do new Avengers. Well, well, they can just have him, like... Not like a covert ops, but they can have him be a little bit of a low-key role where he maybe he can get to somewhere that he couldn't have if he was, like, globally famous as Spider-Man. That's true. He is still kind of off they the They might grid. use that. They... Oof. I mean, me he's a lot still pretty about. famous, but... Um... Well, I mean, that suit, I'd do it alone for that suit. Yeah. That is a cool fucking suit. And he's definitely going to... The trailer leak already has yeah. um, pictures of him in the suit. Yeah. I'm so excited to see him go toe-to-toe with Loki in that suit. Because yeah. that's who fights... Or that's what they showed us in the trailer. Loki's mm-hmm. destroying New York and he's on a school bus. Hmm. Imagine that scene. Based on everything you know about Homecoming now. Yeah. Him fighting Loki. Yeah. Oh. God, goosebumps. Yeah, I mean, I'm still, I'm probably more excited. I'll still like Homecoming more, I bet, than I like this film. Than a F- Infinity War? Yeah. Cause so, so you definitely, without spoiling your, your review, you definitely like this better than Civil War? Yes. Okay. We can spoil my review. No, no, no. It's review time. <laughs> I, don't think it, I don't think we're there yet. We're not? Pepper Potts. Yeah, well. Big I, deal. Interesting that she's, she's back. back. Yeah. Do you think it's just so they can kill her off? Um, it has to be. Because hmm. Iron Man's gonna die. Maybe they just brought her back so she could grieve. And they need a face of the Stark company. Maybe they'll keep her around as a cheaper proxy Stony, <laughs> Tony Stark. Stony Tark. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think? I might. I, I mean, that's I, I'd consider that. Because like, you still have to have Stark Industries doing stuff. They're too big of a financial... like just They're part of the universe. Yeah. So you need a face for someone there. I guess you could just use Happy, but... <laughs> You could. Oh, and all the when Happy's moving the stuff out of the Avengers yeah. mansion or the the tower, and he mentioned something that belongs to Thor, and that is definitely a tie into Ragnarok, but I don't remember what it was. Mm. It was something about a belt. Yeah. Um. But I like that. It's just so it's so low key, but you're in the Avengers realm. Yeah. And they are doing this. They're saving the world, and you're just you know. Yeah. You're still a superhero who can fight alongside them at the same time. You're just a kid. Stay back. Yeah. Um, do we talk about Ant-Man enough? Uh, I mean, gorgeous as ever. Did you like the ending? Yeah. Where she discovers that he's <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man? Yeah. Uh, oh, amazing. Um, also, touching back on this Pepper Potts thing. I really like that they're doing this and that mm-hmm. they're getting married and all that. I think Thanos is going to fuck it up. For one, hmm. uh, you think they're gonna have it like on their wedding day or something? Something happens. I don't know about wedding day. That seems kind of cliche. Powerful. <laughs> oh, original as hell. <laughs> I I just can't see Tony Stark being at a wedding and then the ship like Thanos's ship lands. And he's like, I gotta go. Well, I don't think it'll be like that. <laughs> uh, I also like the credits of this movie. The the they're like some sort of animated credits. It's kind of almost like a claymation thing. It's very cool. Oh yeah, I do remember uh, being impressed. Yeah, and, and it's it also it's two Ramones, uh, Blitzkrieg. Yeah, yeah, which is a, a well dumb, song. easy song yeah. to use, but it's fine. That's what the movie, I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's and he's playing it while he's saving yeah. New York or at the beginning of the movie while he's yeah. on patrol. Um, also, they mentioned in 
like the all the the photos of Hawkeye in Avengers Four, he looks evil. Like he's wearing completely different garb. So I bet his family dies because mm. there is he is. Uh, I think in the comics now he's an evil character. Yeah. Oh, another thing we need to touch on. Well, we don't need to. This is purely just an amusing thing from the movie. Is the newscast broadcast to the school? Like the oh, weird, the, awkward, the almost Tim America. No, no, no. The 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 student news. Hmm. I don't remember. Oh well, the they just have news. these. It just shows the TV every once in a while. It's two kids in front of a green screen awkwardly okay. reading the news. Okay. And they keep like disappearing and coming back in, and it's weird zooms and stuff. Huh. Yeah. I re- and I love how Captain America is. He's just like the fitness guy, but also he's like a fugitive now, but they're still using these yeah, videos. Yeah. It's so incredible. And Hannibal Burris, who we haven't Hannibal said his Burris. name. Hannibal Burris. Yeah, is the one who's how, playing all the videos. How great was Hannibal Burris? <laughs> he had such a small part. Yeah. Did you Did you get my... when? Uh, I w- you know what would be great? What? A comedy movie... About, Starring these characters. Uh, no, just Hannibal Burris and Martin Starr. And the kid. They, the sidekick. Yeah, they, they have to go on some weird adventure. <laughs> tied into the MCU, but there's little <laughs> serious... standalone. It's a standalone, but it's tied in the MCU. Yeah. And it's just they're like... They're playing these characters. The Avengers is happening, but they're playing those characters. Yeah. I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, who else could you bring into that? Just like the funny characters of the MCU? No, no, like no. Like the just, non-superheroes? No, just I'm saying, who else could jive with them in the, like other than those two guys are you talking about actors i guess the other kids from the movie um i don't know the the, the what, principal guy is also kind of famous he was in uh wolf of wall street hmm, don't remember yeah um, i don't remember the principal guy i oh and um who is his operating system is it karen or friday karen karen yeah. Um, one of them, either Karen or Friday, is married to Paul Bettany in real life. Who is? Either one, the voice of Karen or Friday. Paul Bettany is Vision, who was the original okay, voice. That's Jarvis. Yes. Um, which is, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Who would have thought? Good stuff. They are so brilliant. Oh. All right, my review. I think... So your highest review right now is Guardians 1 with a 5.5. Yeah. Uh, Guardians 2 has a 5. Honestly, I'm not sure they're completely equal, but I'll give them both a 5.5. All right. Wow, high praise. Yeah, I think this is a genuinely good movie. All start to finish. And it just happened to be a Marvel movie, basically. (laughs) But you don't think it was, like, just a good coming-of-age film? Like It was. Okay. But you wouldn't tie it into Ferris Bueller or... Uh, like it being as good? Well, just as... Yeah, I guess. As good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd have to think what I of what I think my best coming-of-age film is. Hmm. It does not immediately spring to mind. You don't have it in your top five? It's not the Shawshank Redemption? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I have no idea what it would be. Um, mine's... Wait... Would you? I don't. I wouldn't call School of Rock a coming of age film. Yeah, I, that's actually popped into my yeah. head. That's a very influential film For on my sure. childhood. It made me come of age, <laughs> definitely. But I don't think it is technically a coming of age film. Boyhood's pretty great, but he gets kind of. He's very relatable at first, and then he gets less relatable. As well, the movie I was, I was goes trying on. to think what's the coming of age film that I saw while I was coming of age. Yeah, that was the most influential. That's true. Hmm. 
white chicks. There was a John Cusack movie called The Sure Thing that I saw as like a 15-year-old that I I enjoyed. Yeah, I definitely, if I watched it and I liked it, I bought it back in the day. So I have it on one of these shelves. Mm. Um, Which movie was that? What? I'm just saying, if I I don't know what my coming-of-age film is, but it's got to be here somewhere. Um, Maybe it's... Dreamcatcher. <laughs> yeah, Could you the, imagine? the problem with the sure thing, the movie I was mentioning, is that it takes place in college, but it's still basically a coming of age story. Sure, but so yeah, they, it, I, I haven't really seen it since, and I I, I saw it on like TCM, and it started at like twelve thirty or something. Like I was supposed to be, I was like falling asleep when it was beginning, and I had school the next day. Just but then I got sucked it. into the story, so I ended up watching the whole thing. Coming of age. I know as soon as we turn off the podcast, it's immediately going to spring into my head. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely, like, I Here, would let me, I'll sure. put my Avengers at the table. Okay, put your Avengers at the table. Uh, obviously Spider-Man. Good. He I'll, came home in a I'll big do, way. Yeah, Iron Man. Just because he was in it a lot. <laughs> then I'll do Hulk, because he wasn't. Thor, because he wasn't. <laughs> uh, Intriguing. Uh, the Quickster, the guy who died in Avengers 2. Quicksilver? Yeah. <laughs> Quickster. That was SpongeBob's superhero name. Oh. In the one in where The he... one where they get superpowers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very influential ep. So that's five, and then I need a half. So Bruce Banner. already said the Hulk. He did. <laughs> Uh, so not the Hulk, just Bruce Banner, and then Edward Norton as the Hulk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Two different Hulks 5. at your 5. table. 5.5, which is on par for the best. It's hard to say if it's my favorite. You, so you're saying like it is tied. on par with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah. Could be better, even. Yeah. Whew. That is... I never thought I'd see the day. Yeah. But here we are. We haven't even... Um, hit well, the, Spider- you might love Thor Ragnarok. I probably will. Might, I really love that director. Oh man! And Thor is my favorite character. Could you imagine if my, you give yeah. two Marvel films back to back a five point five? Yeah, that's what this podcast is all about. Yeah, but the dream. <laughs> you're lucky you pitched this podcast in the year you did. If we had started this two years ago, we would have run out of movies, and I would have been like, "This sucks. <laughs> Everything about it sucks." At what point was what was the turning point? When did you start to notice an uphill trajectory? Um, because I was on board all the way through, but I think the time that I noticed that they were starting to get serious with making the films was Winter Soldier. Yeah, see, and I didn't like Winter Soldier at all, so it's definitely post that. I guess Guardians. Guardians is the first time I really enjoyed it. So 2014. Started in 2008. It took you six years before you were at all interested. Yeah. (laughs) That was the first time they made... Because, like, there are other ones that I think are, like, good, but I don't really enjoy. Like Iron Man. Sure. Like, I think it's good. It's fine. Or Iron Man 3. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. If we're doing Avengers even, same thing. Guardians is the first one that was just like, yeah, I'd watch this regardless. On your own. Yeah. For fun. Yeah. That's that's what this is all about. (laughs) So, all right. So looking at what's coming up, we got Thor Ragnarok, which very well could be a 5.5 based on everything we've heard. Then we have Black Panther. That's probably not going to be as strong of a hit for me. Really? Yeah, I don't think Based so. Based on everything you know going... Well, because what, what is he? He's a cool hero. 
He is very cool. <laughs> Boring. But he owns his own country and stuff, and I just think they got a lot of smart people on that movie, and I think it visually looks really great. Mm. I think it's just the the atmosphere that they are in. They're yeah. like in Wakanda, and it's like well, the, not, the El Dorado or I whatever. I do love visuals, as my love of Life of Pi suggests, <laughs> but it isn't the most paramount thing to me in a movie. I think the visuals are going to be a big yeah. part. Um, I'm I, just, I, and Martin Freeman's going to be in it. I think there's a lot of great pieces to this movie, and I trust, based on everything that I've seen in Phase 3, there hasn't really been like a movie that I could even argue is bad in Phase 3. Because yeah, Ant-Man came before the break. And Ant-Man was definitely wasn't bad. Yeah. It was just, that was that was the last very lukewarm one. Yeah. That one's just like, this is such a Marvel movie right now. <laughs> I Phase 3 has been all hits. I mean, all of them are technically hits in my book, but yeah. Phase 3 especially. Yeah. I think I've given pretty much all of them above a 5. Because... Um, maybe Doctor Strange was a four and a half because I didn't think it was as good. What did I give Guardians two? Did I give five. it a five? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because it is. It's sequels are so tough because it's just the disappointment is only that it's more of the same. But how can you complain? Not Captain when America. That's like good? Better every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Winter Civil Soldier. War. Oh, that I don't understand that. I was it really only the Bucky thing? No. It was never only the Bucky thing. It, <laughs> was, a, it was a big part of the podcast. It was a bigger part of the podcast than it was in a in your factor head. in my enjoyment. Yeah. Huh. We just got kind of hung up on that one. I guess you just... It, to me, it's like what would happen if Jason... Bo I don't really like Jason Bourne. To yeah. me, that is a good Jason Bourne movie. That's what they were... The director of Jason Bourne was going for the entire time. To me, time. that was like a Jason Bourne movie, but they shoehorned in superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're lukewarm towards Jason Bourne. Yeah, I'm not a huge Jason Bourne fan, but this was just like... This was that with, with superheroes. superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> Who you do not like, as you mentioned. All right. Um, I think that sums this one up. Yeah, I'm, well... So Black Panther is a maybe. Do you think Infinity War you're not going to give a five and a half or above a five at least? Because Civil War is a four point seven five. I I'm wary of. But it's possible. Possible. I could what is the percent chance that you're going to give Infinity War above a five? I'd say or a five. I'd say sixty percent. What about Black Panther? Fifty percent. Fifty is Lower, still a actually, pretty I'd good. Say Forty percent. That's worse, but still pretty <laughs> okay. I mean, fifty is. Yeah, a it, it could be good. I just he's definitely too cool of a hero for me. Oh, I trust. Well, I think that's they're sort of just doing like he's the first lead black superhero. Yeah. I mean, other than Blade, if you count Wesley Snipes yeah. in pre-Marvel lore, but I think you know Wonder Woman just had that big. Thing. Like, yes, this mm -hmm. was awesome, so I think it's going to be better than Wonder Woman, obviously, because I'm not that big a fan. But I think it will be that vein of film. Yeah. Because they have a lot of famous African-American actors as well as the director. Um, I just think there's going to be a lot of awesome stuff in this movie. Yeah. And well, original content. We will Only see. Only time will tell. What do you think you're going to give Ant-Man the Wasp? God... <laughs> I hope it's better than Ant-Man. It has to be. Yeah. They're batting at 100% in Phase 3. They're definitely doing better. No doubt. Um, well, I've been Jordan Peebles and Marvel has sucked. Why not today? 
Not really today, but that's the, still the sign-off. <laughs> but you say it doesn't suck every time it doesn't suck. Uh, that's what you have done. Yeah. Well, you said it didn't suck for Guardians, and then for Civil War you said, eh, it didn't really suck today. Yeah. I guess it sucked the least today. I, I don't, don't want to take out the word sucked, because I don't think it sucked. Well, the point of this podcast, as three million fans will back me up, is getting you to love Marvel movies. And I think yeah. I've done a pretty great job of that, because you are an I, adamant I, fan. I, I, think the, I think what's happened is I love the Marvel <laughs> movies that I happen to love. The rest of the context doesn't help that much. I think you're a closet Marvel fan, and you won't admit it. I just think Marvel movies, they've, got, they've made better movies. Yeah, but you yes, and you're liking them. Yeah, but also they're great. They've been great the whole time. You just no, gotta, but they haven't. <laughs> do you or do you not own a mug in the shape of a Thor hammer? <laughs> I do. I think you're a closet Marvel fan. Yeah, just say Marvel doesn't suck, and then we can we can wrap this up. This was perhaps the greatest <laughs> Marvel movie released uh-huh. to date. Great. Marvel, the brand of films still sucks. That's all, folks.